0: Are atoms actually tiny universes? Which bug bites give you superhuman abilities and which just straight up kill you? Answers to these questions and more on this episode of This Paranormal Life! Hey! Oh, welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to This Paranormal Life, the podcast where every week we dissect a different paranormal tale, case, claim, beast, and get to the bottom of uh, whether it's truly paranormal or not. You're joined by the two most... Decorated, most prestigious paranormal investigators in the whole world. My name's Kit Greer. This guy's Roy Pars. That's right. And as you said, we're not afraid to ask the big questions on
1: this show, like the one you started with. You know, which bug bites will give you superhuman abilities? Which ones will straight up kill you? Mm. I did a bit of research in this myself. I can see that covered yeah. in them. I went to the uh, the local zoo, uh, doused myself in a pot of honey, and just rolled around in whatever cage I could get into. Mm-hmm. Um, Attracted a lot of mammals, large animals
0: first of all yeah
1: it would have been it would have been smart to specify insect at the start but i went head first into the gorilla enclosure (laughs) butt naked dripping in honey and they
0: hadn't had bananas for days so the honey was close enough i don't want to be crass but they beat the f*** out of me they absolutely did and i'm suing the zoo that's right i'm suing the zoo for those violent monkeys And, and bobo
1: Bobo the monkey you're going down like Harambe brother because I don't stand for this I stuff. think that's
0: a death threat you might want to watch the legality of that a monkey straight up bit me
1: in the neck and I thought I was gonna get some sort of ape-like strength instead I drop
0: dead pass out I wake up two weeks of passed, and I'm weaker than ever how's that fair yeah you look a lot thinner than you did before you went in that enclosure <laughs> that monkey's looking pretty strong actually <laughs> i'm starting to think he got my powers he got the better of you that's for sure but we're not here to talk about monkey attacks uh that was a couple of weeks ago actually <laughs> the, the Delhi monkey man good episode good episode it was today we're going somewhere very different it's time to dive right in it's 1997 we're in the South Pacific Ocean when I think of the South Pacific Ocean and I think when lots of people do we think of beautiful white sand beaches crystal clear water coral reefs paradise on earth basically yeah but folks this is a Disney-fied lie told to us by corporate fat cats to honestly sell cruises and copies of Finding Nemo because granted the beaches are gorgeous yes the water is crystal clear and the pina coladas are cold but there is so much much more to it than that. It's also a place of deep, ancient mystery. An unbelievably vast area of Earth's surface, thousands and thousands of miles of ocean interspersed by tiny islands that ancient civilizations discovered tens of thousands of years ago. This is also the location of the Mariana Trench. Ever heard of it? I think that's where they dumped Megatron. I believe so. Uh, Either Megatron or Saddam Hussein. (laughs) Or maybe both. The two most (laughs) evil robots in the world. It's the lowest most deep point of the Earth's surface. Uh, It goes down seven miles, and humans have barely even attempted to explore there. Wow. And it's here in the South Pacific that scientists from the US National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration were monitoring the ocean using an array of underwater microphones. These microphones were first put all over the ocean by the Navy during the Cold War, I think, to track submarines. But by the 90s, no one needed them anymore. And... Basically, the scientists were like, this is amazing. We've you've got thousands of microphones. Like, like I guess the army guys were just like, oh, there's thousands of microphones. I guess we'll just let the fish eat them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the scientific community were like, wow, we could do so much with this. We really thought we were going to need way more microphones uh, in the war. Turns <laughs> terms of boats are pretty f- Quiet. That like you can up
1: actually shit all to hear underwater. But now we've got 200,000
0: waterproof Zooms and uh, <laughs> nowhere to put them. So, yeah, I guess let's listen to whales. So, I guess if fish want to start podcasting anytime soon, that would be great. We'll start an underwater podcast network. Just fishy life. That's right. We're talking about coral reefs. We're talking about the destruction <laughs> of the coral reefs, overfishing, all the things that matter to fishies all over the world. And once the scientists took control of this array, It was in the summer of 1997, they picked up something on recording that no one expected. It was something loud, really loud. In the ocean? In the ocean. They're looking at their readings, trying to work out what it could be. Did someone detonate something down there? Did a boat crash? What could it be? And you know that in that office is the skeptic, hard-ass boss at the laboratory, and he's like, it's nothing, get back to work. But sir, this has exceeded all our measuring equipment. Well, what if it's an attack or a, 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 a... That's impossible! Our equipment is designed to handle a goddamn nuke. Now shut up or I'll lower you into the ocean so you can see what it is firsthand. And then you know there's one plucky scientist who keeps their mouth shut. They, they just keep nodding. They're like, yes, sir. Must have been an anomaly, sir. Some kind of noise in the system. But deep down, they know that's not noise. Oh, yeah. And when the office is closed and the lights are out,
1: he's he's at his desk burning the midnight oil, crunching the numbers, looking oh, at the yeah. data. You know, he's, he's sending reports down to the bottom of the ocean. These reports are coming back. He's got
0: he's, he's on to something. He's got some great like 80s montage music on the background as he works. It's kind of distracting, actually, because his job is supposed to listen to the ocean there's like merman talking into the microphones but he's too busy listening to Bon Jovi to hear
1: them he goes home tired from a long day at work and his wife's like look just calm down I'll just put on some whale noises my work <laughs> is whale noises
0: I'm never a free I'm married to a f- Whale! crum drone, cherry. I should have never gone to whale school. That's right, they're burning the midnight oil. They pick up the phone and they start dialing other research centers, you know, on the DL. Because this microphone array is massive. They've got centers all over the Pacific in Asia, South America, the Pacific Northwest of the United States. Wow. They call one phone rings and just as it stops and the receivers picked up there's a long pause before they hear so you heard it too no scientist sounds that creepy there's no way i don't know man these stations are out in the middle of the ocean. There might be only one scientist in a little beach hut thousands of miles from
1: civilization. Fair point, fair point. Yeah, a little barnacle-encrusted scientist. <laughs>
0: That's just how he answers the phone. Yeah. So you are to too. And they're thinking, this can't be. Your station is hundreds of miles away from us. What on earth was this thing? So they keep contacting others to try and triangulate the source of this noise. And the more stations they contact, they realize something impossible has happened. Everyone heard it.
1: Must be weird to call up every other station and you're like, I'll just see what the people in uh, the North Pacific think. Hi, I was... So you heard it too. It's almost getting weirder that you're all greeting me with that sentence. That same line. That's weird. Like, did you plan this? Yes. Yes.
0: Are you a scientist? Or are you just the janitor? I don't know. Do you even know what I'm talking about? Dude. Stations more than 3000 miles apart heard the same sound. That's literally like hearing an explosion in London when you're standing in Egypt. Wow. It's that far. Like I said, by looking at the volume and the distances between these readings, they can try and identify the source. But what does it mean when everyone in the Pacific ocean heard it? It means this was loud, louder than almost anything you can imagine. And from
1: what I know, there are not a lot of naturally loud noises in the ocean. Mm. Like unless a moaning whale accidentally swam into a retired landmine and absolutely detonated a field of them Mm. with his blubbery ass, that I think would be the only thing that could come close. Cause Uh fish are genuinely pretty quiet. They are pretty quiet. to themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're quite right. I mean, even above ground, kind of the loud things are, I mean, nature-wise, I guess there's thunder, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's mostly man-made stuff. You think of explosions, jet engines. Fish would be a thousand times scarier
1: if they made any sort of noise. Like, imagine if you were swimming and you saw the fins of a shark and you looked down underwater and you went, As he was coming at you, imagine they could roar like a lion. Holy shit. Or even like a school of fish passing by like, blah, 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 blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. Like that would be really terrifying. Yeah, it would be quite overwhelming. I mean, I guess the thing is, I mean, we'll kind of get into this, but like things down there do make noise, but it becomes kind of trippy because it's also just that our ears aren't built to understand it so animals down there like that's how you know dolphins we know that they kind of go like that kind of noise (laughs) that sounds a little bit more like a sheep for one but but give another go
1: okay
0: (laughs) okay i'll I'll, I'll throw you a bone i think there's such thing as like a sea car i think that's some some kind of mammal but you're that's not what a dolphin is once more
1: dolphins right they're the smart ones yeah they're like mammals yeah they are mammals so like meow i mean no but a cat goes meow you seem yeah
0: sorry it's woof no it's not you seem to have a like decent understanding of like the animal kingdom like which is which yeah but just not which animal
1: dolphins one of the most hyper intelligent mammals that also live in the ocean yeah Uh, that's exactly right yeah Meow. I think we should move on. Uh, I just I haven't been the same since the monkey bite. Oh, my
0: brain's like I think one thing and I say another thing. I think you're getting some crossed wires? Yeah, I don't know if that's like my powers kicking in. Your eyes are two different colors since that. I would have to say right, like a in a cool way though. Mm. Like a good way. I mean, one, one's completely f- bloodshot. It's not really like green nice. and blue. Maybe like it's a like laser like eye. Red, and then the other one is just completely white.
1: Let me just try and do like a push up and see if my my strength is kicking in or something
0: oh, that looked really painful i got one you so are i got one done that's not good that's, it's all right i think one of the bones in your arm is sticking out the back of your elbow after that, that. that's ev- that's de-evolution i think i'm returning to the monkey i form, think you need to go to the hospital form.
1: fair enough sir A banana for the road, at least. Maybe a vet, actually.
0: I go to eat the banana. Your teeth are all falling out. You're very unwell. I'm a herbivore now, like the monkeys. And at this point, our skeptic researcher has heard about this and he's got the readouts in his hand, just shaking his head. Impossible.
1: This is seismic or volcanic activity, some kind of shift in the Earth's crust.
0: And the plucky young scientist is like, Sir, this sound doesn't match any of our previous seismic activity. Its signature doesn't match anything like that. In fact, in fact, it sounds organic. What
1: in the blue hell are you saying? Well, the speed of the sweep and pitch. Louder, son! <laughs> who, to who? It's just me and you talking, sir. I can't hear a f- thing since that bomb dropped in the ocean. So you did hear it! Huh, what? No, I can't hear
0: anything! The speed of the sweep and pitch, the frequency band, the repetition, it has a lot in common with something from an animal. Something alive. Uh oh. What did you say, Chief? Uh, nothing. I have to go back to land. Sir, we're 3,000 miles from the nearest land. (laughs) He opens the hat. (laughs) He starts
1: swimming. He's trying to swim up an endless stream. Whatever it is, I'm sure it's definitely not related to an accident that occurred in one of my previous missions disposing of nuclear material
0: in the Mariana Trench. (laughs) And this sounds mad, but this is actually what happened that one of the, at least one of the researchers there, began to believe by studying this sound that. It was more closely related to some kind of animal noise, some kind of marine animal noise than anything man-made or geographical or something like that. new scientist uh, sent a reporter to cover this story and they talked to one of the researchers and, and in the article they wrote, Mr. Fox's hunch is that the sound nicknamed the bloop is most likely to come from some sort of animal because its signature is a rapid variation in frequency similar to that of sounds known to be made by marine beasts. There's one crucial difference, however. In 1997, the bloop was detected by sensors up to 3,000 miles apart. That means it must be far louder than any whale noise or any animal noise for that matter. Is it even remotely possible that some creature bigger than any whale is lurking in the ocean depths? Or perhaps, more likely, something that is much more efficient at making sound? But the problems, like this reporter points out, are obvious. Sure, whales and other animals do make noises we can record, but nothing anywhere near close to this kind of volume. Not even a blue whale, which is the largest animal to ever exist on Earth, can make a sound like that. I mean, to give it some scale, I think blue whales are extremely f-ing loud. Uh, right. If you were next to one and it did its like whale noise, I, I think it's almost too low register to sound like that much to us. But the sound pressure level, the decibel of that would be so loud that it would probably do hearing damage to a human.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And certainly underwater, it could travel for hundreds of miles, but nowhere near 3,000 miles. Unless there is something down there, miles underneath the surface, undiscovered. Massive enough that its calls travel thousands of miles around the world. After all, how would we know? We haven't even explored down there entirely. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what makes this story paranormal. Today we're talking about a cryptid, some kind of undiscovered water beast, unknown to science and God. Except this isn't a frogman, or even Bigfoot, or even Nessie, this is Godzilla level, Thulu level, something bigger than ever thought possible. We've talked about the fish that live at the
1: very bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Those weird little mutant monsters. God's mistakes, I
0: think you referred to them on the (laughs) pod.
1: I did, and I'll refer to them as such again. I mean, we have... What is the statistic? We've explored, like, 7% of the Earth's ocean? Oh, piss all, whatever it is. Barely anything. We know nothing about the fish down here. You know... We're still trying to work out if the fish up here are making
0: noise. The fish down there, they can probably sing and talk. There's probably borderline marshmallow-style DJ fish down there. Justin Bieber is doing collabs. (laughs) Yeah, more like Justin Reefer.
1: Yes, that's right. I can deliver the puns as well.
0: Mariana Grande is down there too. (laughs) Not too bad. But I realize we've got this far in the episode, and I haven't even played you the bloop. It, it was recorded. Oh, we've got the recording of. Oh course. my god. Okay, yeah, let's
1: do this, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't at home. like the brown noise, is it? <laughs> you said it was. It like it was so much louder than a whale's moan. Is yeah. this just gonna like blow my
0: sphincter out of my body? We can't be sure. I mean, granted, the sound will be coming out of my laptop instead of the belly of uh, some sort of hell beast. Of course. But this may travel for 3,000 miles. All right, folks, crank up your headphones. It's about to get real. Crank up your headphones and prepare to die. That was it. I was waiting for the bloop.
1: I was waiting for the bloop in that clip. It was that little blop.
0: It's called the bloop. I think that was pretty self-explanatory. I was what expecting it is. like the f-ing
1: Inception noise okay. underwater. <laughs> the tubers? Yeah. I wanted like the room to shake. I mean, like, sure, Godzilla's roar. But this thing, right? That so that okay. somebody uh, farted underwater. Kit, a scuba diver farted. That's what that. 3,
0: was Three thousand miles away. He had a spicy dinner. All okay. right, it traveled. Very rude. I'm gonna play it for you again. Okay. And please, this time, bear in mind that it's three thousand miles away. Okay. I bared it in mind, and it did not make much of a difference. okay. I, listen, I'm not an egghead scientist. i don't I don't claim to understand how these things work exactly, but the way the speed of sound travels underwater versus how it travels on land. Yeah. This has been sped up by 16 times so that we can hear it. If we didn't do that, we wouldn't hear anything. I don't understand how,
1: how this can be the loudest noise <laughs> in the world. But if it's not manipulated, it is completely unperceivable silent, that's to right. the
0: human ear. Oh, yes. <laughs> Whisper silent. Science is so strange. I mean, you wouldn't be able to hear it, but you would probably die instantly due to the insane volume uh i'll give it to you it's not whenever you hear it maybe it's not the most impressive yeah kind of yeah movie style impact of a sound but um that's what it was. Insanely loud, traveled thousands of miles. So at this point in the story, I should say that people were very excited about the potential existence of this oceanic megacryptid for some time until the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration decided that they had enough evidence to conclude that these sounds were not caused by a megacryptid, but rather by sheets of ice uh, colliding into each other or carving off each other. They claim that this would explain the unusual signs and the sheer volume of what was recorded. It's a pretty reasonable uh, explanation. It's a pretty... listen, if, if you want to play it safe, if you want to keep your career in line, if you want to, don't want to get on the wrong side of the authorities, the powers that be, yeah, I guess it's a pretty fun story to tell yourself at night. It's a bit better
1: than like, you know, wh- how can you explain this noise? Weather balloon. There's a, w- a weather balloon in the Mariana Trench, Must have scraped against some rocks. Didn't I see you in those
0: photos from Mm -hmm. Roswell a really long time ago? You haven't aged at all. Your skin is completely gray. So I know that their explaining away this story brings us dangerously close to this case being a bust. But don't worry, there is one more piece of evidence for a paranormal water beast here. So when I was researching this case, I found out that there are actually a number of unexplained sounds around the world. There's pretty much a list on Wikipedia of recordings that you can listen to right now, which cannot be explained. They All a... underwater or above water? The ones I was looking at were underwater.
1: You're like, like, do not get me started on land noises. Listen to this. (laughs) What the f*** was that? Some sort of land cryptid? What about this? (laughs) It boils my blood and terrifies my core. That duck quack had to be sped up 16 times. So you know
0: it's a duck quack. (laughs) And on this list of unexplained sounds, there is the bloop, like we've been researching. But there is another one very similar to this known as Whale 52. Researchers that listen to whale song underwater found that by analyzing thousands of different whale songs, they can identify whale species and even specific whales themselves by the frequency of their song. So, you know, one species will sing mostly around the 80 hertz range and then another around 60. But they became puzzled in the late 80s when for the first time they recorded a song like no other. An animal's call, specifically, at 52 hertz. For reference, this is almost the exactly the lower limit of human hearing. It's a very, very low note, almost imperceptible to humans. And to this day, there is no known animal that calls at this pitch, except whale 52. Ooh, creepy. And to make it even crazier, we can track this beast to this day. There are specific times of year this call can be heard. It travels around. Its pitch has like very slightly lowered over the years because it's getting older, they think. Right. But it's still never been seen. The question is, is this connected to the bloop? Or is it simply evidence that other beings like whale 52 may exist? And crucially, if there are undiscovered water beasts down there, Are they paranormal? And it turns out I'm not the first person to ask this question. K pop superstars BTS wrote about this beast on their hit track, Whalian 52, which is exactly what it sounds like a mashup of whale and alien.
1: The most slow creature in the world. Do you wanna know my story? Yeah. I never told this to anybody. Yeah,
0: uh, And I'm so glad they wrote this because this is exactly the lines along I'm thinking.
1: This took a really weird turn, to be honest with you.
0: <laughs> which is that they're, I guess, theorizing that this is some kind of whale ocean beast alien hybrid. Yeah, a line that I don't think I, even I would cross, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just. Glad that they're using some of that clout to talk about the paranormal. Yeah, well, not even the paranormal, honestly, just whalians. So nothing else. You don't want like Roswell, Greys. I feel like a lot of people have spoken up in that space. A lot of people have come forward. No one's talking about whalians. There could be a reason, though, why no one's talking about whalians. Yeah, because a lot of people will get hurt or killed if they come out and talk about whalians. So is the is the whale an alien or did an alien bang the whale and then drop a whalien hybrid in there? I sort of imagine, yeah, some kind of ancient astronaut alien-infused DNA with an ocean beast. Or maybe just an ocean beast from a different planet. Like they say... Water is the same everywhere in the universe. There could be an, a water beast from another planet that exists in our ocean. Because after all, yeah. like the atmosphere that we breathe, that's going to be different on every single planet. But water's water.
1: You would be freaked out if you were an alien who came down to like try and capture a human in your tractor beam. And you went straight over the ocean, beamed it straight down. And you're like, all right. It's powering up. The humans coming along, and then like this enormous whale like fills the room. He's dying immediately. Like like waters over all of your electronics. You're trying to probe the blowhole because you don't know where his ass is. He's letting out 52 signals. That's like
0: making cracks in your little spaceship helmets. I, I like the idea that they do. I mean, that's just accepted science now, isn't it? They just go straight for the butt. Yeah, I think so. They just desperately, as soon as that (laughs) thing lands in the ship. The science hole, as I call it. (laughs) So I've thrown a lot at you in the last like 30 minutes, but what are your kind of right off the bat feelings about this bloop and maybe later Whalian 52? Okay,
1: well, let's start with the bloop. The recording is not as loud as I thought it was going to be. Well, it's
0: on my laptop, isn't it?
1: It's still pretty... If I turn the volume up full and put headphones on, you'll be pretty loud. But, you know, look, I'll let that one slide because, you know, when when you're a scientist examining something like this, sometimes that's the reality of a massive discovery. It's like when NASA say, we've just discovered something incredible. We've discovered that, uh, you know, there is a universe or there is a galaxy on the, the brink of our uh, capabilities uh, that we can see with this super amazing telescope there could be thousands of living creatures out there and you're like oh my god this sounds amazing and they show you a picture and it's like a little speck yeah. on a black dot it always is yeah it's incredibly disappointing you're like well i wanted to see like aliens doing the peace sign you know on a little planet i wanted to see like i don't know some coop super cool galaxy see some avatar shit absolutely I yeah do. but you get the speck and that's what we're being served here with the bloop you know i wanted the inception noise And I got a bubble rising from the
0: depths. We got to be happy with it. Because like I say, if you were down there, if you heard it firsthand, you'd be dead. We got to be grateful that we've got these microphones to translate it into some pathetic little bloop for us.
1: Why is it that humans can't go down deeper? Is it the water pressure? Like, would that just smush anything after a certain point?
0: I don't remember the exact numbers. Water, it turns out, is pretty heavy. Right. Um, Water weighs... I believe one square cube of water weighs a ton. Okay. So. <laughs> oh boy. So, a so couple... if you swim
1: like. <laughs> with the weight of the ocean above you. <laughs> yes.
0: So uh, yeah, I, I, I did hear someone talking about this recently. I think if you swim down like literally like 20 feet, that's like you're doubling essentially the atmosphere. The normal atmosphere that weighs down on us, it's like twice that as soon as you go down. And that's why your ears start popping. Things start going wrong whenever you swim down deep. So once you you start talking in miles, you start talking in like six, seven miles down, you're talking thousands of atmospheric pressures on top of you. You got enough to worry about without a seismic bloop traveling through (laughs) the, the waves. Rocking the bones in your body. And now that I say it out loud, actually, we gotta be pretty worried about the things that are born down there, the, the God's mistake fishes we've talked about. Yeah. Because I've just realized they're on some Superman shit. Wasn't that his story? He was born on a planet with a super heavy atmosphere and that was why he was super strong. I don't know enough about
1: Superman to correct you, nor do I want to encourage this parallel between Superman and the fish that live in the Mariana Trench. I'm
0: just, I'm being a
1: whistleblower here. I think no one's thinking about this. (laughs) You think think because they've been training in in a high-intensity atmosphere, they are going to pop out and be able to fly? (laughs) They will have enormously
0: strong human legs and be able to punch through sheet metal. I'm not saying they'll have laser vision. What I am saying is they will be the strongest beast to ever live. And the smartest, they travel in schools. Non-stop schools.
1: Education from birth to death. Little goddamn eggheads. I did see. Um, I saw the movie uh, The Meg. You know that movie that came out quite recently about the sure, sure the megalodon, the 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 documentary.
0: I think you'll find it
1: definitely was not a documentary. I want to correct that before we
0: proceed. Um, Jason Statham, acclaimed scientist. (laughs) Jason Statham. The idea in that film was that they reached the bottom of the Mariana
1: Trench, Mm. but they realized that it was just kind of like a layer of um. I don't know, some sort of like sea buildup. They created like a fake floor <gasps> that they actually, uh, in disrupted and broke open, which meant there was a whole world of prehistoric creatures down there that, will, that were able to break free uh, and then come into wow. our world. So the Megalodon, this ancient shark was able to come forth
0: through the trenches. Who's to say that's not true that, you know, and Jason Statham, like I say, very respected scientist, uh, very respected abs at least. And, mm-hmm. That's a pretty interesting hypothesis put forward by him.
1: Yeah, I and mean, you know he trains in in high-pressure water. You don't get a rock and hot bod <laughs> like that without training underwater. All I'm saying is, with the amount of research you've brought me today,
0: we need to start tying anchors to nukes and just letting them sink. Do you know, one of the most depressing bits about researching this was how many people have had that idea. <laughs> I think it's like, uh, it's just human nature to want to nuke stuff it seems to be which is weird because we say it's human nature nukes have only existed for less than what a hundred years something like that it's like when we were investigating uh, the moon landing and i told you about project nuke the moon
1: <laughs> Which was an actual NASA mission that they considered as an option. But I don't know why. They just thought, let's just do it and see what happens.
0: Nuke the moon. Maybe we need to start nuking the Mariana Trench. I was relieved to find that... That so far, it is illegal to put nuclear waste in the ocean. Rats. And that does rule out Mariana Trench.
1: Also, we got to be careful because if we're still following this Superman mm-hmm. uh, storyline, <laughs> if you nuke
0: Superfish's home planet, I'm pretty sure they get pretty f- pissed. And I'm pretty sure they're going to come back with some Teenage Mutant Ninja Fish abilities. It's true. So let's not start a war we can't win. Maybe we let these Superfish
1: be by themselves they have the water we'll take the land so, and then we'll just take a lot of <laughs> shit from the
0: water and eat it that's the way that's the way mother nature <laughs> intended it to granted be. we'll dip our fingers in their territory every now and again <laughs> literally testing the waters so we're putting out a lot of warnings here in the podcast today but yeah. where are we coming down on the the crucial end of podcast decision as to whether this is paranormal or not all right let's get down to the nitty-gritty of this thing we have a recording of the yep. bloop we don't know what it is Yeah.
1: It's louder than any noise made by any sea creature on record. But scientists do have a pretty plausible explanation, which is two giant icebergs under the water rubbing together. Yeah. That's a plausible enough explanation that it's the favorable choice between that or an ancient cryptid screaming in the dark depths of the ocean. Fair. All I would have needed to push me over the edge is maybe like a radar blip. Or something,
0: you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, if we could get this thing moving around on there. Yeah, we got
1: whale 52, but again, that's a a whole nother story. It's an interesting noise under the ocean, but when it comes to this bloopy blip, I don't know. It doesn't seem... I don't have enough evidence to confirm that it is paranormal. All right, f*** the bloop. That's old news. What about (laughs) whale 52? Paranormal as shit. (laughs) This is a cryptid,
0: folks. I've been saying it for years. We need to nuke the whales. You were saying that before you ever heard of Whale 52, by the way. Yeah, I just want some of that sweet, sweet blubber. Probably don't want to nuke it then. Just fish for it. Listen, all I'm saying, I was pretty blown away by the existence of Whale 52, I'll be honest. The definition of a cryptid, an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or is unsubstantiated. What we have here, folks, is what scientists call the loneliest whale in the world. That's so sad. A creature who's never been sighted, it's existence is disputed it doesn't exhibit any of the same animal calls as any other animal um that we're aware of um and yet we're able to track it over the years using microphone technology and things like that sometimes i feel like that whale you know just like you say you say stuff and like no one can even understand
1: you you're just kind of swimming around in life aimlessly moaning doing your whale
0: song it's
1: pretty beautiful actually
0: Mm. it's it's nice you actually like uh, resonate with that you Kind of feel like, like you identify. Am I a
1: cryptid per se? No, no, I didn't think so. Am I a whale per se? N-
0: not really. You're neither. A mama. You're a mammal, neither. But am I
1: nice. a lonely sea beast? No, no. Again, that's no. a triple no. Do I feel bad for this whale?
0: A fourth no. no. Okay,
1: but do I want his blubber? That's a yes. Oh, okay, that's a yes.
0: So you don't actually sympathize with the whale in any way the more the
1: more i when i talked through it i realized you, i don't actually i don't i don't see anything you treat from the him point like any whale you
0: just treat him like any other whale it's
1: just blubber it's it's a sad bit of blubber it's actually better because he can't even even if he's sad or uh hurt when i take his blubber no one can hear him is this not a legitimate cryptid no why because look creatures are born all the time with um abnormalities you know Look at, you know, you have a a bird born with three legs or, I don't know, a turtle born without a shell. Mm -hmm. These are like strange genetic mishaps that happen sometimes uh, when creatures are born. Here we have a whale that through some mishap, his voice registers or his moan, his whale song registers at a way lower decibel than would be intended for uh, a whale of his species. I don't think that makes him a cryptid. I think it makes it pretty unique. But I wouldn't say a cryptid.
0: Wow. Sorry. cowardly. Sorry to have to back down. Cowardly. Uh, Look,
1: if it's a cryptid, I can't kill it and take its sweet, sweet blubber. You know what they call blubber? Sea money. Because everyone wants a slice of that pie.
0: It turns out cryptids are pretty protected under kind of international bio laws. Exactly. So as long as that thing's a whale... It's good to go. Happy hunting,
1: brother. <laughs> I'm trying to hunt Bigfoot here, but I don't have a permit. I can't get the Bigfoot blubber. But all of a sudden, if I'm hunting a monkey, man, a monkey, not a man. Shouldn't ha- have said, no, shouldn't have said man, I pull. hey, I hold my hands up there. Shouldn't have said, man, if I'm hunting a monkey with you know, you big still, feet. You
0: still can't hunt monkeys, though. <laughs> They're
1: very protected, in right. fact. Sorry. Shouldn't have said monkey. Or if man. If I'm hunting a little hairy Right. Gorilla, no, man, you cannot. No, you've <laughs> circled back entirely. One more time. One more time here.
0: Okay, last. If I chance. have a,
1: if I have a, there's loaded, no way
0: you're getting a permit.
1: If I have a loaded rifle,
0: yeah, pointed hunting, po- hunting pointed ra- right pointed permits right the, are very competitive. Right, I got a, I got a, I'm, lo- I'm loaded up. Okay, I've got, got a gun. I got fine. A, a
1: rifle pointed right on yeah, the yep. back of this little baboon. No, is that all right? And
0: of course, that's not. not all right. No, what? How's that fair? Just he can't even y- defend himself. You cannot hunt any monkey. No monkeys. No monkeys. Off limits. Right. I don't know why. I guess because they're too human. So,
1: gun back the head to a lion, and he's roaring. He's roaring for help. Is that fine? <laughs> I see roaring for help. That's not how lions work they're very, they're fearsome predators and he's shit scared because he saw me kill about five monkeys two seconds ago so you did kill the monkeys yeah i killed you the monkeys sh- you shot the monkeys on sight you're going to jail for a long time no blubber for you they're <laughs> arrested me in my monkey coat monkey hat what do you want for your last meal monkey flesh <laughs> Just don't, don't let them talk anymore. Just kill him. V- via monkeys, preferably. <laughs> they chain me up in a banana skirt and just watch me get ripped to shreds. Monkey killing humans? Th- this is got to be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the monkeys have got pistols, rifles. <laughs> this is horseshit. shit. You don't even have a hunting license.
0: So it sounds like, sounds like you're a freaking no.
1: I think I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a double no. How can uh, you be a double no? As in no for the
0: blip and no for the whale 52. I'm not speaking on behalf of you. (laughs) You've got a pistol to my head. (laughs) Uh, fine. This is going to be the first disagreement in a while on this paranormal life. No. I'm going, (laughs) granted I'm going no on the bloop, but I'm going yes on
1: whale 52. This is a cryptid so somehow folks in one episode we have
0: a triple no <laughs> yes whoa really the, unprecedented scores here wow in the podcast.
1: we very rarely come down on a different conclusions as well pretty so much yeah hurts, man i, I just wa- <laughs> i'll be honest
0: i just want the paranormal nation to know uh, how strongly i feel about this one but i'd love to know what they think about it too yeah geez i mean right into the podcast you can email us this paranormal life podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think or hit us up on the socials twitter.com forward slash this para life facebook.com forward slash this paranormal life maybe go hunting for a few internet-based wild monkeys and whales of your own in our secret society yeah there's some real trophies to be had if you just search secret society this paranormal life on facebook you can find us if you have enjoyed this episode and you want to hear others and maybe you've maybe you've binged this paranormal life and you've run out of main episodes did you know that there is a something of a meg style Mariana trench lair that for only $2 a month you can break through oh yeah and unleash a torrent of <laughs> ancient hidden episodes that are loud as all hell and yeah. dangerous The fish down there are God's mistake. These episodes are our (laughs) mistakes. And you can free them upon the world for as little as five bucks a month. I was being very cryptic there, but what that translates as is we have a large amount of bonus episodes we should
1: specify that
0: uh are available on patreon from five bucks a month um and we have t-shirts as well and you can get shout outs here in the podcast which by the way is what we do at the end of every episode we thank the people who support us on patreon by shouting them out here on the cast let's go a special thank you to Alice. oh can someone tell me
1: what that smell is Oh, it's just Ellis. Wow. That's right. He was actually uh, investigated um, for a while as like some sort of swamp monster. (laughs) Oh Ellis, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just didn't know what the smell is. I didn't know what the smell was. That doesn't work as well when it's past tense. Ellis, you stink. You stink and I had to investigate you And it turns out you're a normal person So, I'm sorry that I Tranked you and dragged you through the swamp Hell, maybe that's why you stank When I got you home Because I dragged you through the mud You probably smell absolutely fine Totally fine. I got spooked, I tranked a human And then dragged them through the dirt And then wondered why they smelled But you know what, next time I'll wear
0: my glasses And this kind of thing won't happen again Yeah, I'll wear my glasses and you wear some links We'll call it even Thank you also to crazy carl crazy carl
1: is actually the most sane man i've ever met to a fault you know like you have a crazy night out we were all doing tequila shots and stuff and you're like this got to be crazy and carl's like well boys maybe we should have a glass of water in between each shot. That way we'll feel better in the morning and it'll neutralize some of the harmful effects of the alcohol. And it's like, oh, come on, Crazy Carl. Like, come on, where's your where's Carl. Let loose a little bit. He's like, well, I should, I suppose I could have a uh, a vodka cranberry instead of just regular cranberry. Now you're talking, now yeah, you're yeah. talking,
0: Crazy Carl. But the
1: only thing with Crazy Carl is, you know, when one bit of liquor hits those lips, right. it's like it's jackal and <laughs> Hyde. He's going, he's going too far he's throwing bottles he's starting fights yeah it's bad stuff so um, hopefully he is sober right now and hopefully this money isn't just stolen from someone else crazy carl i hope you're doing okay pal because he is a history he has a history thank you also to beth marshall you think being court martialed is bad? Try being Beth marshalled. Whoa.
0: It's
1: <laughs> the ultimate insult to any soldier. Wait, what is being court martialed? Uh, is that just some sort of punishment?
0: Yeah, I think it's like getting convicted of some sort of like breaking the rules, isn't
1: it? Right, in, in a military yeah, in sort a military of sense. Context. Whereas, like, Beth marshalled is just anything. Like, you don't even have to be a soldier, you could be like a shopkeeper. Really? Or like a butcher. And then one day someone just shows up and says, "You're Beth Marshall." Now drop down and give me a hundred. A <laughs> hundred what? I didn't specify. Mix it up a bit. It's terrifying. Mix it up a bit. What do you mean? Like, am I doing jumping jacks? Am I reciting lines? It's insane. You're it's gonna so earn yourself a second Beth Marshall, and you keep talking like that. I don't know what it is, but I don't want any more. <laughs> and that's what Beth Marshalling is. You don't really know what it is, but you don't want it to happen to you. Right. But it's like homework that way. Exactly. But thank you, Beth, for supporting the show. Thank you also to Anna McNaughton. Ooh, my heart is hurting. I think I need a shot of antibiotics. <laughs> To take away the pain. Ooh, my heart. I don't think that's how antibiotics Ooh. work.
0: Ooh.
1: Some of that good old medicine, that antibiotic, right? And just pulp fiction it right into my core, don't into my stomach. That, for sure, don't do that. Does don't that make hearts better? Don't do it into your heart. I've been eating a lot of butter recently and salt. Okay. Uh, so I think maybe some antibiotics, that's they're like good, kind of right? Diet. Yeah, It's a it's a diet. You've been eating butter, salt, and, anti- and antibiotics. It's a treat I made called Subber, salty butter. I melt it all in a pan and I drink it in a flannel. What are the antibiotics for? To make me better to cancel it out. Listen, Anna, I don't know if you're a doctor or not, but if you know how to fix Definitely my heart and lower my, crest, lower my cholesterol, I would really appreciate it. The money is really nice as well, Stop the Patreon money. Subber, is that what you call it? Subber? Subber, salty butter, it's I'll delicious. Right now. I'll make I'll, I'll, I'm going to whip you up a batch kit and
0: you're going to change your mind. It, it does, does smell you. good. It does. Thanks also to Sam and Josie. A Salmon Josie. Salmon Josie, presumably named after the delicacy Salmon Josie which I believe is salmon served with um, a kind of uh, sauce of, uh, how do you say it, subber. Um, Oh, yes. How you say subber, the delicious um, accessory that goes with any meal, really. Really, yeah. I never really thought about it, but that's actually a very fine dish. So maybe we need to be putting this stuff on more things. Maybe we could uh, integrate this into the commune uh, canteen.
1: That's a good idea. And obviously, Sam and Josie are, you know, they're they're well-versed, well-traveled people. They've had Subber before, but have they ever had Rory's homemade Subber? I doubt it. So <laughs> oh, certainly not. And with the contributions that you're giving to the Patreon, you deserve a slice of the pie. So come on over to the Commune Canteen, and the next round of Subber's on me. Just bring some antibiotics. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks also to Toby Lambert, Toby the Shinobi. The guy who showed up to a black belt training session completely inexperienced wearing his white belt on his forehead like a headband. how oh, it's done, yeah. And he kicked the sensei's ass. Oh, holy shit. It was insane what this guy did. I think he was just born with this incredible martial arts ability. That's
0: bizarre. Just Neo-style downloaded the moves via YouTube. Yeah. And didn't need to take a class in his life. It was crazy. I mean, he had a... Sure, he had a bat. But, like,
1: he still... It was pretty impressive. Oh,
0: you inferred that that was was martial arts skill.
1: Well, the way he was swinging it was pretty eccentric. (laughs) It looked like a kata. I don't think eccentric is a black belt level. And yeah, he maced the sense before he did it but that's that's like a shinobi style defense move you know using like a blinding powder watching
0: this video that sensei was pretty old as well
1: yeah I think it was actually it was like a retirement ceremony so it was a bit mean I think he was like borderline 90 the most disrespectful phrase to say someone kicked the sensei's ass (laughs) the YouTube video was titled coward freak attacks old man (laughs) in los angeles dojo i think he still has some talent toby the shinobi obviously the people are gonna are gonna hold you accountable for this shit but uh stay strong buddy thanks for the support special thank you to nick nick knack you know he's whack because he gave these dogs a bone (laughs) that's right nick we appreciate the bones you've been chucking these paranormal puppies. <laughs> your support means the world to us and it means we can chew down on your delicious financial support. And this means he's whack somehow. He's w you know he's whack! Nick knack? Absolutely. He's crazy for this one. So thank you so much for your support. We appreciate the bones. And thank you, lastly but not leastly, to Clawsome. You're telling me that we are being supported by the most rad crab in all the ocean, Klaussum himself. That's exactly what I'm telling you. This is insane, man. They are the coolest crustacean in all of the ocean. And they listen to this podcast? Insane. I'm glad the bloop didn't kill them for a start. Because that should have pretty much eviscerated anything that it came in contact with. No, that pretty much makes sense.
0: I don't think they can hear the podcast. Otherwise, Uh, they wouldn't have given us any money. So, I think it eviscerated their eardrums all completely yeah, obliterated
1: yeah. well hey Clausum, thank you so much for your support regardless yeah
0: thank you Clausum. thank you everyone else we've shouted out on this episode and to everyone else we are yet to shout out um, your name is coming I'm sorry we've had a bit of a backlog for a minute but we are getting there we're determined and our path is clear we will do it so thanks for being patient and sticking with us hope you enjoyed this week's episode thank you so much to our beautiful editor Cami for giving us the tip on story of the bloop Really enjoyed researching that one. Yeah. Stay tuned because next week we will be back with yet another brand new paranormal tale. Bye, folks.
1: Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week.